Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who gather each week to be an inquiry and dialogue on living the spiritual life. We're all on the spiritual path, growing in our understanding of ourselves and others, and moving from being complainers to being empowered to simply being. We know that we can't change the world unless we change ourselves. Welcome to the forum. Welcome to the Spiritual Forum, everyone. So glad you're here. I have an amazing woman with me today. I can't wait to learn more about her and have you listen to her amazing stories. Her name is Kate Raymond, and she currently works in industry as a corporate strategist, change agent, and authentic leadership coach to CEOs and executives in Sydney, Australia. But in 1996, her life was profoundly changed by meeting a group of angels. Though she's not an artist, she was invited to paint and write with these beings and was taught how to commune and co-create with them as colleagues and friends. Kate has become known as an angel communicator, and as such, she performs angel consults where an individual brings questions for the angels and has a conversation with them through her. She also teaches about angelics, which I'm going to have to learn about. Um, Kate's website is kateraymond.com, and I'm going to spell that for you because she spells her name differently. It's K-A-Y-T-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D dot com. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. I'm very excited to be talking with you. I am too. I am too. I So I really think we should start by hearing your story and like what happened to you in 1996 that changed your life. I had been running a very big project in the Barrier Reef, which is a coral reef system here that a lot of people have heard about. And it involved 70 organisations across multiple sectors. And it was effectively developing a strategic plan for the Great Barrier Reef. And it's a very beautiful area to work in, except despite the fact that this was like the world's best project, I thought, uh, I, I experienced this yearning, this longing, like something was missing. And I didn't know what it was. And I'd become friends with the woman in charge of the Great Barrier Reef. And I said, look, would you have dinner with me and just question me? I must know what this yearning is for. And so at the end of a lovely dinner at a restaurant one night, I heard myself say finally, you know, As a child and teenager, I had a real relationship with God, with divine source, with universal wisdom. Whatever you want to call it, I had that and I don't have it anymore. That's Mm. what's missing. That's what I'm yearning for. And I didn't understand that that yearning from my heart was issuing an invitation for the angels and archangels to make contact with me. So interesting. So it was a, a, like a, a void that a void in you that that you you learned was your way of calling the angels to you. Well, it it was my yes, but I didn't know that that's mm-hmm. what I was doing. I was just yearning for what was missing, and then I discovered it was God and the angels and archangels. And then I didn't know what to do about it. And you know how people 
go to bookshops and you hear stories how the book's fallen on the ground and it's open at a page, you know. So I thought, well, I'll go to bookshops. And I'd go to bookshops and most people who look at the shelves, the first thing I'd do is look around the floor thinking, just in case there's a book's fallen off with a message for me. And, of course, there wasn't. And then one, I used to I used to live in Sydney by the harbour or near the harbour, not too far from the harbour. And uh, I have a friend down there called Daryl who's a public prosecutor during the week. You know, he tries murderers, rapists and thieves. And on the weekend, he's a spiritual healer. And um, anyway, I, I'm not the sort of person that calls in without phoning to say, does this work for you? But I, I was prompted to go down there and have a walk. And I parked the car just near he, where he lives and I thought, oh, I'll just knock on his door. And I knocked on his door and he said, how lovely, come on in, you know, and uh, let's have a cup of tea. So I was sitting there and he said, because he's extremely intuitive, because he works with the divine source, uh, I've, got, I've got an intuition for you. And uh, I said, oh, what's that? And he said, you know, I, I, uh, you, I sh- should introduce you to my friend Susan. You have to meet my friend Susan. I said, why? He said, that's all I'm getting. I Daryl, really? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I said, well, where does she live? You know, and he said, well, in the Blue Mountains. And I went, Daryl, that's two hours away. I don't get that far from my holidays, you know. And he said, well, it's very interesting that she's calling in in about 20 minutes because she's in Sydney with her young son. And I've since heard, Carol, that this is called an angel arrangement mm-hmm. where they set up things, right? So I'm sitting there. Susan arrives and we're having a nice conversation and a cup of tea and she looks at me and she says, Cassandra would like to speak to you. And I, you've got to take keep in mind that I was a corporate, I am a corporate, and I was like, who is this woo-woo person, you know, <laughs> very cynical. Right? And I looked at Daryl like, who is this person? And he was sort of nodding and smiling like, just go with this, right? Okay. So finally I said, look, with respect, who's Cassandra? I see Daryl, you, myself, and your little son. Who's Cassandra? And she said, Cassandra's an angel eye channel. I went, oh. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, I thought, look, I just need to be respectful here. So I said, look, would you tell me how this happens? And she said, well, I'm a trance medium. And I said, I don't know what that means. And she said, well, I can energetically leave my body so that there's only 18% of my energy in my body and the angel can come in and use my body to talk with you. I went, oh, okay, you know. So anyway, (laughs) yeah, that's right. And then I said, look, just give me your details because, you know, the suspicious part of me was thinking, well, maybe this is how this woman gets her, you know, gets her um, business, you know. And anyway, I was driving home and I thought about it and I thought, you know, I've been yearning for something and maybe this can provide an answer or part of an answer or not. And, you know, I like adventure and I thought, what the heck, I like adventure, I'm going to do this. So I had this, you know, I came up to the Blue Mountains, um, brought my list of questions with me. I was told to do that and by back then it was recording tape, right, put it in the thing. 
recorder and I said, well, what do I do? She said, look, she, she, you will hear her. She sounds different to me. And I went, oh, okay. And, you know, the thing that finally decided me, because confidentiality is so important in the corporate world, when Susan said to me at Daryl's that when she leaves her body, she can't hear the discussion, I thought, oh, great, I get confidentiality. And somehow that turned the key for me. I thought, oh, that's interesting. I get privacy with this angel. Goodness knows. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so um, when the angel came, Susan went into this deep meditation and then the angel spoke to me. So Susan obviously left her body. And, and so the angel said with great difference, which I hadn't expected, and um a very strong voice like a seer or a wise one. We come to you in love, light and truth this day. Is this acceptable to you? Mm. And I didn't expect to be treated with such accord mm-hmm. and respect. And I said, yes, that's most acceptable. And she said, we know you have questions. And, however, we would like to address the energy you are at this point in time. And then she gave me a readout in percentages of the health of my physical, mental, emotional and spiritual bodies. Wow. And then just proceeded to. And what was interesting was it was the mental body that needed the most work. All the others were pretty okay, but she said, this is the issue for you. And I thought at the time that's correct because... I had been sort of negative and a bit pessimistic back then. And I thought, she's picked this, right? And anyway, she answered my questions. And at one point, she poked Susan's chest with her hand and said, you don't have to speak to Cassandra through this body. You can just call on me and I will come. I thought, gee, that's a good system. I like that. And she said, and we would like you to work with us. I thought doing what, you know, and uh, can you believe I said to an angel, can I think about that? (laughs) (laughs) I'll get back with you. (laughs) (laughs) She said, we do want to mention one thing you need to know, and that is that your abilities in your sixth sense is as strong or stronger than your ability to touch or see, etc. So, you have that. It's You're gifted in this way. Uh, so we just would like to mention that when we say we'd like you to work with us. And I said, well, thank you for telling me. And then she said, um, we go now and we leave you with our love, our light and our truth. Off she went. So I drove back down the mountain and what was really interesting for me was the yearning had gone away. And the thing that really touched me about the whole experience, well, there were two things. One, that the sound of her voice is and was more truthful than any human I had ever heard. Hmm. And I had learned by then that angels are beings of truth and wisdom and love and light. And I thought, that's the truth of the divine, probably, yeah? 
And the other thing I liked about it was that I didn't have to depend on Susan or anyone. I could just call to Cassandra, Angel Cassandra, if I wanted to. And I didn't for quite a while. I was, you know, independent and so on. And then life got bumpy and I started asking for help. And I just spoke to the air air because I didn't know what else to do. And I just say, I would like Angel Cassandra's assistance with this. And I'd always say, with what? Yeah. And then what I noticed, because the angelic realm, the angels and archangels are subtle, you know, we have a physical body, we put names on things, but for them, they just have an energy body. And so I had to get used to requesting from beings I couldn't see things I wanted assistance with. And what I found was that the answers and the solutions would come through synchronicities, lucky breaks, friends would say to me. And so the questions and the request for assistance did get answered. And I thought, oh, this is how it works. So that's that was sort of the doorway then. And um, then I started to get requests to paint them and you know, it would come to me, as you said, in messages, yeah? And I learned to say each morning, I'm grateful to the angels for helping me each day. So I was virtually giving them permission to give me questions. I didn't know that, but I figured it was a good thing to do, <laughs> like my insurance policy for the day. <laughs> and, um, and so uh, things started to happen Uh you know, they kept asking me to paint them and I was like, listen, you've got the wrong girl. You know, through this, through centuries, people have been requested to do something by the divine. You generally say, no, you've got the wrong person. And I was no different. You know, I said, look, you need an artist. You need someone with the right skills, someone who can paint. I'm not your girl. I was trained in music, yes, and I like art, but I can't draw and I can't paint. And I, have, I don't have an open heart. I have a closed heart. And so all of those things together, I don't think I'm the right person. And they just ignored me. And so uh, then my husband of that time was the chief executive of a multinational corporation and Mm. their company was one of the sponsors for a football team. And so we went to lunch to raise funds for the football club thing and you know there were the footballers and sponsors and Santa and kids and so on there and I sat next to a man who was on a lot of boards uh, uh, corporate boards in this country called Graham Gould and we were sitting there and he had some health issues so he was meditating and doing things like that and he said to me so what's happening with you these days and I thought I'm going to take a risk here and I said Look, it may, su- it may surprise you that I've become associated with angels. Oh, he said, I've got an invitation on my desk to an angel exhibition and it's definitely for you. Give me a call tomorrow. I'll get the invitation over to you. Wow. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and so it turned out to be the partner of one of his colleagues, an artist and an angel artist, a woman who brought through the saying is frequencies of the angel or archangel into the paintings and she did oil paintings with multiple layers 
So that meant she was putting multiple layers of paint and multiple layers of divine light into the painting, as Fra Angelico did, you know, in the Renaissance. And I couldn't really articulate what was happening. What I noticed in the rooms of the exhibition, which were in her house, two of the rooms, one was dedicated to Archangel Gabriel and his angels, one to Archangel Michael and his angels, that the whole space had this sweet energy Mm -hmm. about it, this divine energy. And I found myself standing in front of each painting, being drawn to the frequency of the painting, not quite understanding. And I just, I simply did not want to leave the exhibition. The feeling and the paintings were so beautiful. So I bought two of the Archangel Gabriel paintings and then when I finally left, I just sat in the car for a while outside her place, sort of held by the frequency of the angels. I came home from that and thought, well, maybe it's not a bad thing to paint angels since they've been asking me, you know. And um, about a year or two years later, the artist who painted these paintings phoned me out of the blue and said, I'm coming over your side of the harbour. I've got a message for you. And by then I understood, I just felt that it came, that the paintings were to be in watercolour, which, of course, is the hardest medium. So it was not bad enough just to be not an artist, but it was also to be in the hardest medium. Anyway, she said, look, meet for lunch. So up up the street I went to meet her for lunch, thinking on the way, who do we know in common? Anyway, I sat down at lunch. She said, get your notebook out. I've got the message for you. She said, Archangel Michael told me to tell you this. It's a message from Archangel Michael. Okay. And she said, he said to tell you, and she had no idea what was happening for me, right? She she said, he said to tell you, you have to do three things. Stop fretting with the watercolour. Stop fretting about the watercolour. You have to do three things. Get in tune with the pigments. Understand which paints make beautiful colours and which paints make mud. Mm. I thought, yeah, I could do that. Number two, get in tune with us. Pray, meditate, walk in silence, be in nature. Get in tune with us. And I thought, yeah, I could do that. And number three, bring those two things together and paint us. So I went home and I thought, maybe I could do that. And um, so they've since told me that if you give me things in threes, I like that, and um, (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) And uh, so the next day I got three phone calls, two about angel artists and angel paintings, and the third was from a friend who said, there's a very good art store in Seaforth. Go there. They have a great range of watercolours. I'd only told a couple of people, right, and I thought, enough already. Okay, I'll go to the art store. And so I went to the art store and soon found that these teeny little tubes of paint were very expensive. But anyway, on the counter was a magazine, an art magazine, with pictures this woman had painted in watercolour and it was a technique for throwing the paint. And I thought, that's good. You don't have to have any skills to throw paint. 
So I rang her up and said, could I, could I come to your class? And she said, sure. And I said, can I do the subject I want to do? And she said, yes, you don't have to do what the class does. Good. So the first class I did, uh, you know, one on frogs and one on coral to learn the technique. And the next one, the name that came to me was Aloysius. And what came as well was his quality that he radiated. His quality is pathfinding through difficult circumstances and giver of insight. And I thought, well, that's perfect because I don't know how to paint. And so he ended up being the first painting. Oh, interesting. Okay. I have, I want to stop you there just because I have a bunch of questions from what you just all said. And I know you have more to tell me, but um, first, um, I'd like to know if you had a sense of this, the, the first angel told you that you had this extra ability or that you're, you know, particularly intuitive or whatever the words was you did you have a sense of that before that did you have a sense of that as a child yes but of course I thought everyone was like that um when my mother was pregnant with my sister who's three and a half years younger than me when she was pregnant I would say to all the visitors and to my parents little Anne's coming to stay with us and they'd all roll their eyes because it was before ultrasound you know little Anne's coming to stay with us and everyone would go yeah right Anyway, little Anne did arrive. My sister arrived and then I went, yes, see, I told you so. And they said, well, we're going to call her and they had two names. And I said, but her name is Anne. I was absolutely (laughs) adamant. So she got Anne as well. So she's ended up with three names. Okay. Okay. So it started back then and during a couple of answers actually, during my life when friends have phoned and said, you know, this is, I don't know what to do about this. I found myself saying something. I didn't remember it necessarily. And they would, about what they needed to do or what would happen. And they would phone back, you know, sometimes months later and say, what you said exactly is what happened. And I thought, what did I say? I couldn't even remember it. And the other thing was, as I work, work in corporates, I know what division to ask about. You know, often people, if I'm in a meeting in the corporate world, and there's something they're not telling me. I know. And I go, what about this division? Somehow something tells me you need to tell me about this division. And they look around one, at one another like I've got someone on the inside. Okay. Okay, oh, right. Have it right. the angels, you know. That's who I've got on the inside. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so it's, a, it's like something that, because I wonder sometimes if we don't all have this, but then I also think we have different you know, kinds of gifts or different concentrations of gifts or whatever. And maybe, you know, we don't all have this ability to talk to the angels like you do, but maybe we do, but just don't know it. Uh, I think what you said is correct. We do, but we don't know it. And we therefore don't trust it. Yeah. And so we all have this sixth sense. We all are intuitive. We all know when our heart is right about something. And when we ask for guidance, the best thing to do is to be specific about what we want guidance on because, you know, from the angel's point of view, when we say angels help me, they're like, honey, you know, from our point of view, there's a lot you could have assistance with. Would you be specific? <laughs> Would you prioritise it for us, please? Yes, please. <laughs> so um, we can call on the angels and, they, you know, they do respond. I've had 
real cynics. And you know about cynics. You scratch a cynic and you find a romantic. And um, I've had real cynics say, I don't know about this. I said, look, I say, well, just check it out. What have you got to lose, you know? And then they'll come back and say, actually, I did get an answer. It came to my heart. So that's what happens. We we get an answer and it it doesn't happen in our mind. It happens in our knowing. Mm-hmm. We sort of know what to do about that situation that worries us or we know what to say then to the person who needs something and it, it simply comes to us and it's such a part of our fabric we don't we don't realize that we've been actually talking to the angels all our lives we haven't thought of it like that yeah i i will say that um as a as a minister i you know, part of what I teach is that we have this intuition within us that uh, we have the this. You know, it's it's wisdom. You know, it's it's one of the gifts that we have, gifts of spirit. Um, but this is like more like there's an external, an external wisdom that that's probably like working with our into you know our inner our inner gift, our inner power. Is that how how it it works? It looks like it works to you. Yes, that's how it looks to me. That's certainly my experience and the experience of many people who've come for angel consultations or uh, have asked for some sort of guidance and just casual people I meet who go, oh, that's really interesting. I'm going to do that. Okay, thanks. I'll just ask of a morning, you know. Yeah. So what? What? how would you characterize angels? Like what are they? Are so Because I'm coming from this place of, and I shared this with you before we even decided to do this conversation, but, but you know, when in prayer, you know, what, why not go direct to God? There is, are these angels agents of God? What, what are they actually? How would you describe what they actually are? Okay, so my understanding is that an angel is a being made completely of divine light. Okay. And that they're part of God's agency. They're part of the ground crew. Well, not on the ground, but near the ground. Yeah, you know? the ether and crew. <laughs> <laughs> the ether crew. Great name. And uh, so, uh, and I just like to explain the difference between an angel and an archangel. So, an angel will radiate one divine quality, like kindness or wisdom or patience, and an archangel which has multiple qualities, radiates, you know, is much more powerful. And um, so Archangel Michael has said that an angel is like the book in the library and an archangel with its might and power is like the library. Mm. So, you know, those times when we go, give me patience, you know, they're the times that our guardian angel will connect us up to the angel for patience. And that frequency will come through our spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical bodies. And after a while, we find ourselves becoming patient because the divine quality of patience is radiating through us. Mm. And to go back to, well, why not call on God? Some people like it to be personalized in the face or the feeling of an angel. You know, mm. God, for many people, is sort of this big, amorphous universal source and so one is that you know you can it can be very functional you know you can 
say, I, I need the angel for wisdom or I need the angel for helping me with my career. I want help with my life purpose. And what I've noticed over the years, and it caused me to ask about this, if you ever speak to an angel, they use we when they're talking about themselves. So I found that right at the beginning with Cassandra and with everyone ever since, they say, and they mean themselves, and they say we. And I think, I don't get this. And so I asked, and they said, well, what it is is there's a continuum between us and God. And when we say uh, we, we mean God and us because mm-hmm. our request comes to God and it's given to the angel or archangel that will assist the person. So we say we because we're in this continual contact with God in terms of the needs of people. So whether we go direct and call on an angel or whether we talk to God, it still comes back to God's messengers okay. and carriers, carriers of divine light to provide for us the quality or qualities we need. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate your clarifying that for me. Um, I would also be really interested in why do you think they want you to, wanted you to paint them? Well, I have discovered and I've been told also, but I thought, you know, why me? And they still haven't. And I got a sort of you'll do sort of answer. It's like, okay, I'm not special in any way. You'll do. You said yes. You said yes. You said yes. And uh, and it's, it, I got the feeling I said yes before I came, right? Right. That was your, yeah, life agreement. Yeah. But this choir, the angelic choir, has inspired paintings in Mesopotamia and those beautiful paintings in the Renaissance. And now there's paintings through me and I'm sure others around the world. And their purpose, each angelic choir has a purpose. The purpose of this choir, who call themselves the angelic choir, is to make it easy for humans to communicate with angels, archangels and God. Mm-hmm. And because humans are very visual, they're giving paintings and teachings that go with each painting. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you experience the energy of, like when you look at the painting, you experience the energy or the vibration of the angel, angel itself. And so I, I kind of wondered if it was also a way to just be kind of known in, in the world, like you can experience my vibration or who I who I am through the painting. Yes. Uh, like if you were visiting my home, I could put out 10 or more of the paintings for you and you would look around them. You'd be sitting on the lounge looking at them. You'd look around them and what people tend to do is they go, well, I like that one there. I like the look of that one. But it's this one over here that I'm to work with. And I used to think, what are they talking about? How do they know that? And what I've come to understand is that our heart, when it calls for what it needs, when it experiences an angelic quality, like if the person is having a rough trip on that day or whatever in their life, then it's going to be the pathfinder through difficult circumstances. Or if it's someone who needs to change, the angel picture they'll be drawn to, their heart will be drawn to, not their mind, 
He's the angel for transformation. Yeah, interesting. Okay, and, and they don't know. They're just they're just attracted to the energy of the painting. And it may not be the one that they're actually like the most. It's the one that's calling to them. Yes, it's the one that can who whose divine frequency can answer their need. Okay. All right. All right. Divine frequency is the what I was looking for. I kept saying vibration. Um, can you tell me about what someone would expect during an angel consult? Okay, so they'd go to my website, they'd make a booking, uh, and then we'd talk. I have an email on the website. We'd talk by email and set up a time. I do angel consults for people in the States as well as around the world. And so once we've got the time sorted out and the payment made, the next thing they have to do is work out their questions for the angels. And we can do that on Skype or Zoom if they're not local. If they want to do it on phone, we can do that. And uh, if they want to come in person, they're welcome to do that. And so before every angel consultation, I pray that I be, here we're getting quite, you know, I pray that I be a clear vehicle, that I be a clear vehicle for their words. And I'm sure there are times you do that too. And so then right at the beginning, we, the person who comes and myself will ask the angelic choir for guidance. The person who comes will ask from their heart in silence for the essence of what they want from the, the consultation. And I will ask for the person as well. So the angels and archangels and me are all focused on the person. And then because I've painted with these beings for 22 years now, I can tune in on their frequency and I write down the questions. The person tells me the questions. I write the questions down because the angels like to choose the order that they'll write the question in, that -hmm. they'll answer the question in. So I say, well, they want to go to number three to start and I uh, state the the question and then the, the answer comes through and the person goes, okay, and then sometimes, and they're assured at the beginning, if they don't understand or if they have another question come up as we go to simply ask. So that's what happens. And sometimes, you know, people miss out a question. I'm sure the people's guardian angels come to the experience with them because, you know, there'll be times the angelic choir says, you've missed out a question, we'd like to address that. And sometimes, of course, mothers who ask for everyone else but themselves and sometimes fathers too, they'll go, let's deal with the important one here. Let's start with you. And that, of course, is not on the list. So the <laughs> list <laughs> the list helps people get clear about what they want to know about. And also the angels seem to be concerned that they don't want someone to leave the experience and then think, oh, gosh, I wish I'd asked about such and such. So it's a way of making sure that people are served by their wisdom and their light. And while someone is having an angel consultation, the angels give them a clearing of their energy field. So if they've got old arguments or worry or whatever clogging up their energy field, that's cleared. Mm. And when they leave, whether it's online or in person, they just feel lighter and brighter because they are. Wow. So are these questions, do people ask questions like about their future? Are they 
all supposed to be like, what, what I, should I go left or right kind of questions? Sometimes they're left or right. Sometimes they have particular situations in their life that are really bothering them. And so the angels give wisdom on that situation. And like during the week I had a, a woman come up from Sydney actually to have an angel consultation here. And she had a list, they've got a number of business, she had a list of questions about business, business right? And because uh, I didn't know what she was going to ask about. And she said when she left, she was surprised how accurate the angels were in how they talked about each person involved with the business hmm. and any of the issues that needed to be resolved. And then she was given which angels and archangels to call on to assist the situation and, you know, every morning to say to her guardian angels, thank you for assisting me today. And then she would say what the angels call a purpose. She would say the purpose of I am now great. I um, The purpose goes something like my purpose is that I am now. And then they talk about what they're receiving or what they're benefiting from. And then they go, and I'm grateful too, and list off whoever's going to work with them to help them solve the situation, whatever it is. So is a guardian angel like your personal angel? Yes, it's a bit different. The guardian angels, we've got four of them. We've always thought through the centuries that it was one because right now you've got one of yours up behind you and I've got one of mine up behind me. And when we're in spirit, <laughs> when we're in spirit, and we're making our plan for this life, you know, what truths we're going to learn, what qualities we're going to acquire, what projects we want to do. We're making our plan and the guardian angels crowd around and sometimes they say, we've been with you before, we're coming to you, you're a good spirit to work with, you get on the case, you know. And then sometimes other guardians say, I've had experience in what you want to do in this life, I'm coming too. So we end up with four one who's with us and the other three, <coughs> excuse me, the other three sit out in our soul space and guard it and guard oh. what we plan to do. And so in our soul space, there are holograms that hold what we want to do. And so there are three of the four guardian angels who do shift work with us. So the one that's with you and me at the moment, yours and mine, they will shift, they will swap with one of the other two that the, they're working with. And the fourth angel is the God messenger, guardian angel. So the fourth angel, if we call to God in prayer, in meditation, and sometimes we call from our heart and we're not consciously aware of it, the God messenger, guardian angel will take the message to God and bring it back and feed it into our heart knowing. So. The guardian angels, as I said, you know, they choose us. We, we don't choose them. They choose us and they do three main things. First thing is they help us deal with what we need to deal with in the day, uh, our stuff really. The second thing they do is they're, it's like your people and my people talked, right, and went, <laughs> you guys should talk, right? So, you know, we have this experience, we go shopping, we don't expect to see anyone, we go into town and what happens on another level is the guardian with us says to the guardian or friend who's down the street, 
get yours to walk this way, I'll get mine to walk that way, and we bump into one of the, the corner or wherever and go, oh, hi, let's have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. So, you know, the second thing guardians do is they uh, talk to one another on our behalf, you know, your people and my people get together sort of thing. And the third thing they do is when we call on a particular angel or archangel, their job is to connect into the frequency of that angel or archangel or both and bring the frequency to our soul body and the frequency, the qualities float through our soul body, spiritual, mental, emotional and physical bodies and we experience, you know, the qualities of those angels and archangels. And so there are particular angels to work with in health, financial needs, in manifestation, etc. And, you know, we can simply ask for that. You might not want to have an angel consultation or get my book when it finally comes out. Uh, but we can say, okay, who do I need today? Well, I need the angel of wisdom or I need the angel of kindness or I need the angel of patience. We can just ask for the functional thing and that's what our guardians will get. Okay, very interesting. As you're talking, um, what came to me was I, I, held, I hold weekly prayer calls with whoever wants to show up in the morning. And on, uh, on Wednesday mornings, we a lot of people don't like these calls because they're not all love and light. We're, we're talking about some of the more difficult things going on in the world. So like on Wednesday, we, we pray for the children who are like victims of ch- child trafficking or sex trafficking. And I think we all want to know that, you know, God is in the midst there, even though these horrible things are happening to the children. You know, are the angels there? What, 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 what happens if people who are really, really suffering who may not be calling on the angels constantly because they don't know, but are they being comforted? Yes, they are, because these people in traumatic and terrible situations will be calling from their heart even if they're not calling from their mind. It's like Mm -hmm. it's so awful they call out to God. And, you know, the guardian angels who are valiant angels, they dedicate themselves to our agenda, not their own. And uh, the guardian angels will get who they need. Okay. To comfort them, to give them insight, to provide relief from suffering. Okay. All right. Interesting. We also pray for animals and um, I'm 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 guessing there's a there's a, there's angels who help take care of the animals too in the world. Probably I don't know the answer to that, and I okay. just learned if I don't know the answer to say so. Okay, probably, okay, great. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right. So, is there is can you share some of the consultations you've had with people? Are they they're private and you can't share them, or do you have some uh, experiences you could share? Yes, certainly I can talk about them without the names of the people because, mm-hmm. you know, they are confidential in terms of, uh, you know, their privacy and the person. Sure. I will talk about um, one uh, doctor who came for an angel consultation. She came in person. She um, was a general practitioner doctor at a hospital. She came to ask the angels their guidance on whether she should 
specialise in intensive care or a med emergency medicine. And she didn't know which way to go and she wanted advice from the angels. And they said, um, from what we can see of your life and the way you practice medicine, we feel that you're more suited to intensive care. And she, she, her shoulders went down. It was like a big relief, you know, because angels and archangels are beings of truth. They have to tell you the truth. And what was interesting at the end of that, and I hadn't expected this to happen, was she seemed to be waiting for something. And I said, you know, are you, are you waiting for something? And she said, is there a spirit there who's waiting to talk with me? And I could see this spirit who was a woman there. And I said, yes, she's a woman who knows you, who was a medical advisor to you. Is that correct? And she said, yes, I would like her advice as well. Wow. And, and so I said to the medical person in spirit, over to you, what do you want to say? And through me, she said to this woman, I agree with the angels. You are eminently suited to intensive care. And she said, I really, if I'd have not been dead, if I had not been in spirit, if I'd been beside you, this is what I would have advised. So that's what I suggest. And the woman just seemed so pleased. She'd got intensive care from everyone. Now, this was about eight years ago. And recently I bumped into someone who knows this woman and he said, you won't believe this. She did the intensive care studies. She's got just got a major job at one of the biggest hospitals in Sydney in intensive care, and she's very happy, you know. So it's interesting to be able sometimes to hear back how the guidance and wisdom and practicality of the angels have worked for people's lives, you know. Very interesting. So, and there's a distinction between the angels and would you have called that person a spirit guide? Because yes, yes, that's someone who's had a life, and who um, we've all got spirit guides. Apparently, um, they they come to guide us as well. They just, you know, if the angels are not getting through to us, they yell at us. So I understand. <laughs> the spirit guides, if the angels are not getting through to us, the spirit guides yell at us. So you know. Interesting. So when when people go to, you know, they, they pass, not, not everyone is a spirit guide necessarily. Is that no. Right. No. It's interesting. They become a spirit. They, they go back into spirit and then they can go to classes up there in Heaven Incorporated. They can go to <laughs> classes, you know. So if when a, someone dies, they go through a transition and they're looked after by a group of angels called the Angels of Progression. So if someone you know is on the way out, time to go, there will be an Angel of Progression assigned to that being, that human, that spirit. And then the Angel of Progression will help them pass over and help them to go to where they need to be, to learn to be without a physical body, to learn to just be rested and peaceful. And then uh, they get a they get a life review. You know how in the Bible it talks about Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Well, what the angels say about that is it's a panel, and the panel is uh, a number of 
beings who have travelled with the human. So it would be a couple of the guardian angels or a guide. And so they have a panel of three and they ask one question. It's, it's really not about God judging us. It's about us assessing whether we've done and the one whether we've done what we came for because the one question they ask is did you do what you went for did you implement your plan and some people apparent and a lot of people go yeah I did most of it a little bit of I missed out I might come back and do that uh, I'm happy you know and I go off to where I'm going in um, uh, God headquarters and um <laughs> And But there are some people, the angels told me, who go, oh, I really messed up. I didn't do anything of the plan. And they're the, one, the spirits who want to jump back into the nearest body, you know, that's becoming available when a child becomes born. And we've met those people. You know, they're sort of a bit lost. They're not quite sure what they're here for. They don't know their purpose mm-hmm. and their plan. Yeah? So that's how it sort of works. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I don't know why this came to me when you were talking, but my father died uh, January 30th, 2020. And I was despondent because I was there, but not there. I was in the parking lot. He was in a, a, a care place his last two months of life. And I had just pulled up. And my sister called me on the phone, and we talked about some family issue while my father was passing. I was so mad that the center didn't call me, but one of the caregivers there, Carrie, was there with him all night, and and she was his angel. I mean, she's a person like you and me. But she she told me, she told me that she felt so much light energy and she felt the presence of God. And she so through her, she told me this amazing story. I was still mad I wasn't there. <laughs> I was still mad I wasn't there. Um, but I I feel like it all happened the way it was supposed to happen. And now I'm thinking maybe the angels all kind of worked together to make it work out the way it did. Yes, you know, it's interesting. Uh, this happened to my father. I wasn't there, but my mother, when she was alive, and my one of my brothers was there by my father's side when he was about to leave. And he waited till they went off to lunch. Mm. And then he passed. And it was as though he didn't want them to be traumatised or concerned or whatever by him leaving. And so there's a real possibility, Carol, that your father wanted it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just get the vibes with you now anyway. I feel that way. You know, I feel that with my mother and father. I've never really felt that they're gone. It's really interesting. Uh, and they love looking in on everyone, being part of it. And, you know, they, they do. I, like I sometimes have spirits turn up here. Like one, he turned sideways and he did these little sort of dance moves, you know, and I thought, okay. So I said to the woman who was having the angel consultation, did your father have dance moves? Oh, she said he loved this, you know, (laughs) 
And she did the move he was doing, you know, in the air in front of me or behind her. So you actually see this? I mean, it's an actual, is it actual like a sight of the eyes or is it like an intuitive inner sight? It's an intuitive inner sight. Okay. And I had a, had a situation recently with a, where a woman had an angel consultation by phone and I could see this spirit in the air waiting to talk. I could see her and um, sort of red dress on, interestingly enough. And uh, so the one on the phone, the human having the consultation, said, now, look, I have, um, I've got all the notes from a book that uh, my friend in spirit had started and I've done the book and it's got a bit of a hole in the middle and it needs to be topped and tailed. It needs an introduction and a conclusion and can, can my friend in spirit please help? You know, because the friend in spirit had died early or whatever. And so, you know, here was I in the middle talking between the spirit and the human um, about discussing this book that was being written. And, you know, the one, the human was like, I want this to totally honor, honor my friend in spirit. I want it to be exactly as she would like it. So, they discussed that they'd meet again through me in six months' time and everyone was happy, ended the angel consultation and the chat with the spirit at the end. And then the next day I was literally sitting at my desk and the spirit turns up, like from the consultation, turns up and said, I went, oh, hello, what are you doing here? You know, And she said, I think we need an agenda for our next meeting. Would you please... Find my friend and tell her would she develop an agenda and I will develop an agenda too. And I said, fine, we'll, I'll just follow your agendas. We'll make one agenda from both of you and then we'll follow that. How's that? She said, that's excellent. Thank you. And off she went. So I rang the friend and I said, you know, Sonny said to say, would you please develop an agenda? Oh, she said, that's very good. I, I really think that's a good idea. So that's what they're doing. They're funny. <laughs> they're funny. <laughs> That's so interesting. And one, one came, a medium came to have an angel consultation. And um, so we, I like working with mediums too because, you know, I can get right out in their energy field and know lots of stuff about them. And anyway, there was this spirit standing up here. She had this, she loved her swing skirt. It was like a calf length skirt. It was um, blues in, in a lovely blue and it had printed on it little gold uh, stars and half moons, right? And she was so in love with this dress. She wanted to show me this dress and she kept swinging the skirt. So it turned out that the one in spirit had died. They'd been best friends at school. The one in spirit had been in a car accident or something and had never left this, the one on the human side. And let's call the human Helen. And um, so anyway, uh, she said, you know, she looked after the human and she wanted to see the human every day and she was there. So as the, the angel consultation ended and as we walk into the door, the, the spirit is sort of floating along in the air next to me saying, you know, I think I could come back with her again in another life. And I'm, I'm sort of nodding. And anyway, off the human went to the car and this one in in spirit says to me, we could come back as twins. And I said, well, you could. That's your choice. So I rang the human when she got home and said, look, 
the spirit wants you to know she wants to come back as twin. She said, oh, I know. She told me on the drive home. Oh, so, wow. Okay. So, you know, working with the angels and archangels and with the spirits when they turn up, it's, it's just such a delightful privilege, you know. Wow. And what's so interesting is we kind of juxtapose that with you being a corporate woman. <laughs> it's like, that was, that was so intriguing to me. It's like, you're a corporate woman and then you're you're the angel person. It's It's fascinating. It's interesting because, you know, I do big planning events with corporates, with their chief executive and their executive team. And uh, I always call on particular angels and archangels to be there. And there's one angel I'd like to tell your listeners about. She's called Angel Florence, F-L-O-R-E-N-S. And she's the angel for friendship between generations, you know, your children and mm. parents, right? And she helps even things out. And I call on her every time I'm doing a corporate gig because she gets everyone to get on in unity, even if they, you know, there's politics going on or whatever. And without exception, every time I've had a corporate meeting or planning assignment or whatever it is, change program, when I've called on her, people have said without exception, you know, that's the best meeting we've ever had. Hmm. And I always think, if you knew how many of us were working on this, you know. That's so fascinating. I love that. And I think about like this, the, what's going on in the world now. There's, there's, you know, humanity is, I don't know, it looks like we have different worldviews and people, different sides see things so differently with all of this COVID stuff. And and there's a lot of people, you know, losing friends and longtime, longtime friends, family, and people not wanting to be with each other anymore because they can't see each other's worldview or don't want to. And I'm just thinking the angels must be very busy. They are, I understand. And, you know, from their perspective, this is a free will zone. People can have whatever viewpoint they want. What the angels would like is that for humans to be respectful of different points of view. And that's partly why they wanted me to talk about Angel Florence. She helps people with different perspectives to get on and come to unity and then they finally say something like, you know, you're different to me and you have different views, but, hey, we're both okay. And so she's a very handy angel to call on at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I did want to ask you a question about the Christmas story because this is going to be coming out in the, probably in a couple of weeks in mid-December. And um, whether you you believe in literally in the story or not, the angels play a big part in the story. And the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says, fear not. And the angels, uh, and then tell her that she has, there's big plans for her. And then the angels uh, also visit the shepherds and also say, you know, do not fear. You know, you also have a role, you know, to come to to honor the birth of this new Christ being coming onto this planet. And I'm just, I love the role of the angels in the story, um, whether you take the story literally or not. And so I'm just kind of wondering if the angels um, are, really don't intervene unless asked. So. What, what what would these visitations be? Would, would would that be something that they would do to to tell us not to be afraid? Uh, yes, and of course we won't necessarily see them. 
they're there with us and we think, well, where are you? I called on you. You know, I don't know whether we're expecting, you know, something to embody. Right. We're looking at those, the paintings where there's Gabriel standing right in front of Mary. We're looking for that. But it, I'm sure it's much more of a sense within her. It's like, okay, I can do this. Yes. Yes. And so they do come. Um, I remember one Christmas I was here um, and I had my little pile of presents and I did learn. I was going out for lunch. And I, I thought, I'm going to call on the angels and archangels and see what happens and ask them to come. And bless them, I could feel the room change as more and more of the angels and archangels arrived. And it was like separate melodies making a wonderful symphony of light and I remember just weeping silently from joy. You know, it was so beautiful, the feeling of them in the room. I didn't see any of them. However, I felt held by these divine frequencies that were with me. And I was very grateful, which is gratitude, tears, you know. And I asked about it later. And Archangel Michael said, you know, where we are, we're quite away from you guys. But we can see what's going on with you. We can see your light. We can see whether you're happy or not. We don't need to come for us because we can help you from where we are. But we come because it makes humans happy and we mm. like to do that. It's part of our job. Okay. That's very cool. I have a question for you that's that may or may not have to do with angels, but I'm, I'm thinking about the role of the angels and do you, do you think that there is is evil? Do you think that there is something called evil that the angels are are um, putting light on, or through us we put light on, or do you think that's just something that isn't really real? Sometimes it's imagination. Sometimes it's energies that are not pleasant, and the angels protect us from those energies, particularly Archangel Michael. You know, he's the angel for protection. Mm -hmm. Archangel for protection. Uh, and we're always wise to, you know, call on the angels and archangels for protection and for upliftment. Yeah. Because we can be uplifted. I had someone phone me, he was clearly depressed. And I got off the phone, I felt I felt depressed. And I thought, oh, this guy, this person is going through awful stuff. It was a man. So I thought of all the angels of happiness that I painted and the angels mm. for upliftment and connection to joy. And I rang him back and, he said, and I said, I want you to say this purpose every morning that calls on these angels to uplift you. And he has had a much better time of it since then because instead of waking up and feeling too depressed to get out of bed, he wakes up and says his purpose, gets up and has a shower, and by the time he sits down to breakfast, He's actually feeling like the day's okay. Now, that's hugely empowering, you know? Right, yeah. Oh, okay, that's so interesting. All right. Um, oh, I think we could talk forever. I I, um, I want to give you the last word, but before that, <laughs> when in your, in your opening, you said, um, 
when the angels were asking you to paint them, you you were like, you know, not me, which I love that because it's always our first, whenever there's like a God idea, it's our first response is always, nope, you know, <laughs> not going to do that. And then our second is, well, okay, that that's in my heart. But you said um, uh, that you don't have an open heart. You at the time, you, you said you didn't have an open heart. And you seem like you're a person who has an open heart. So what 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 was that? Or what is that? And where what all happened there? Okay, so uh, I think it's a good question. And I'm so pleased to give the answer now that I've got an open heart. Um, <laughs> but, you know, stuff happens to us as a child, as a teenager in adult years that cause some of us literally more and more to close our hearts, to close down. Right. To- to love, to receiving or giving love, and I was one of those people. And so, you know, so I said, listen, I'm not your girl because I can't, you know, do what you want from an open heart. And uh, I was to paint Archangel Gabriel. You know, he's the leader of the angelic realm. They adore and respect him, all of them. And I was to paint him, and I'd been painting singular angels. That's one quality you're bringing through, I'm bringing through, right, into the brush. And, of course, he's the big guy. He's the multiple, you know, multiple qualities. And his multiple qualities are all around heart expression in the world. And I was, you know, my go-to move, if I don't know what to do, if I'm procrastinating or anything, is to make a cup of tea. (laughs) And so I was at the sink making a cup of tea. And, of course, he could feel my reservation about painting uh, an archangel and this extraordinary piece came down over the house and I literally stopped what I was doing and said is that you <laughs> meaning is that you archangel Gabriel and I got the feeling yes it is so I went and sat on the lounge and he said in my heart knowing now listen you've painted all these angels You've got the bandwidth. You can cope with an archangel with multiple qualities. You've got the bandwidth. Get on with it. Start. Painting me is no different. And I said very sweetly, will you please open my heart, Archangel Gabriel? And he said, yes, my dear. So, you know, we spent days, weeks, months painting his picture together as he put his frequency into the painting and then one day I was I was painting him and this whoosh of love went from my heart to him because I knew he was in the room I just couldn't I couldn't see him I could feel his frequency coming through my my hands and my heart and my eyes and what I didn't expect was that I'd get a response. And about 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, I got this whoosh of love back from him. And I think part of the joy of it was the surprise. And ever since then, I've had an open heart. Oh, wow. That is such a great story. I love that. And, you know, I think that we we are born with these open hearts. We're so vulnerable. You know, we're children are here to just be light and joy. And then, oh, thing after thing happens. And it's, you can just feel it closing down. And then you have these moments where it opens, but then it closes back down. And so do you feel like you're walking around with an open heart now? 
Yes, I am. And yeah. I enjoy having one. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. You know? Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, Kate, I want to give you the opportunity to say whatever else you want to say and uh, your website, your social media, whatever, whatever. I think there'd be a lot of people interested in, in connecting with you or if you have any other last words. <laughs> well, I probably have. I'll see what comes. Uh, well, thank you for the opportunity to talk with you and your listeners. It's very gracious and generous of you. Well, I think that our angels got together and made this happen. I think you're absolutely I right. I do. Oh, you're absolutely <laughs> right about that. And uh, so, you know, if people want to follow me on Facebook or on Instagram or if they want to get in touch via my website where there's an email they can send to me, the reason I suggest uh, whether they get in touch with me by email, the reason I suggest Instagram and Facebook to follow me on that is that I give um, well, it's given through me angels that people can call on for particular reasons. So, for example, someone who lives down the coast, I'd put a post up about Angel Astarte, who radiates the quality of the goodwill of happiness, the healing of grief, and the removal of sorrow. And she got the post and she thought, okay, that's who I'm going to call on because her father had died and she was in deep grief and deep sorrow, and she couldn't shift it. And Angel Stade says, humans grieve for too long. What we need to do is clear the grief and the sorrow and celebrate the individual because the individual in spirit feels they're responsible for our pain and they can't be happy while we're like that. And so this woman who runs a trucking business with her husband called on Angel Estate and said, please remove my sorrow and heal my grief because she'd seen it on the post. And she made a point of getting in touch with me about six or seven months later and saying, you know, I had been in deep sorrow and it's gone now because I was calling. I was so sad about my father dying and I was not wanting this. And the sorrow has gone and the grief has shifted now and I can simply view him with love and celebration for the life he had. And she said all of that is because I read it on the post and I applied it. So my Instagram uh, is just simply K-A-Y-T Raymond, K-A-Y-T-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. And on Facebook it's Kate Raymond Official. So they're very helpful. To people. So I'd like to say that. And to someone who wants to reach out and contact you via email, look, you're most welcome. I answer everything. And um, <laughs> look, what comes to me to say is, look, we're all part of the God's God. You know, we're all, all of us have this divine expression within us. It's not as much as angels, but hey, it's enough for us to have, <laughs> and that for us to have a spiritual uplifted and guided life and why not and just simply encourage everyone to of a morning call on the angels and archangels and thank them for assisting them this day and you know from me many blessings to you and all of your lovely listeners oh i love that and i will have those links to your instagram and facebook and website on the uh, the, the web page for this 
episode. And if you have any, you have your paintings are beautiful. If people want to see your paintings, they can look on your website. And thank you so much, Kate. What a delight. I'm just so glad to know you. Oh, it's entirely mutual. Yeah. Our angels did a good job getting us together. They <laughs> did a great job. You know, they're yeah, they really did. good at that. I mean, that, that is their job, for goodness sake. And they're good at it. So thankfully. They're you very know, good. Thank you, angels. Up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, and uh, I now close the spiritual forum. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you want to learn more about us, check out thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. We're a nonprofit corporation and depend solely on donations from people like you. If you find that you're benefiting from your listening, we encourage you to donate on our website, thespiritualforum.org. Our music is by Matt Nelson. Sound engineering is by Mark Jaschelski.